Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Margaret Mead Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hello, and welcome to another mini-episode of The Earthy Girls. I'm Rebecca B., and I'm going to be here in the podcast studio with you today without Raquel. It is mid-October, and she is in the thick of wedding season with two big weddings this week. So I'm going to be here with you, and we're just going to do a little quick mini-episode. And what did I do for the planet, you may ask? Well, you know what I did, guys. Gray water gorilla. I've stepped up my game because, like I said, even though it is mid-October in Texas, it is still warm, and my plants are still thirsty. So gray water first, um, rinsing, recycling all of my um, recyclables that go in my bin, also monitoring my food waste, and just generally trying to reduce uh, my consumption. So really focusing a lot on the reducitarian aspect of my diet. Um, I've noticed that my body does feel better when I do have less meat. I'm not going to, you know, completely cut it all out. But yes, I will definitely reduce and uh, kind of adopt that reducitarian lifestyle and incorporate that into my daily. So, and you may ask, what else is something that I've been doing? You know, like I said, activating my purchase power. That is a big, big, big thing. We can make our choices when we spend our money and how we spend it and who we spend it with. So yes, look for sustainable packaging or no packaging. And also check your EWG app or your Think Dirty app, or just do some research before you go to the store. Maybe you don't want to be that person in the aisle looking down at their phone. I've been that person, yes, and I kind of stopped traffic. So you know, do your research, make your list, plan your meals, and that will help you with your food waste as well. So what are we going to talk about today? I think y'all guys are going to like it because today is October 14th. I know we're running a little late this week with our podcast and publishing it, but it has been a busy week for Raquel and a very busy week for me. So guys, what what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about a little bit of Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, Like I said, Hispanic Heritage Month runs from September 15th through October 15th, and it ends tomorrow officially. But however, there's still time to celebrate and to learn. So that's what we're going to do here today. We're going to talk a little bit about tamales. So the word tamal or tamale refers to a food that was first recorded having been on Mesoamerican tabletops, if they had tables back in 100 to 200 AD, yes, that the mall has dated all the way back to 100 to 200 AD. They had some hieroglyphics showing a drawing of the tamal. And you may say, what is a tamal? 
What is a tamale? Uh, we have an international audience. So basically, we're going to talk a little bit about something that my family's been making for three generations. Um, the word originally uh, was an Aztec word, and it was tamil, uh, T-A-M-I-L. Uh, it was a Nahual, um, and that was the uh, ancient language of the of the Aztec Indians, natives uh, to Mesoamerica. Um, they would use that basically as an MRE, you know, it was their meal of choice to feed their armies, to feed uh, people who were traveling across the continent before America was America, before Mexico was Mexico, before we had borders and states and countries and governments, the Aztecs would roam up and down and they would they would keep themselves fed with the tamal. Uh, tamales is plural. So, um it is something of wonder. And we've been, like I said, my family's been doing it for three, maybe four generations. Yeah, four generations. Raquel's the fifth. Um, what is it, you may ask? So across the uh, southern continent, and we're including everybody down to Venezuela, they actually have their own version of the tamal. Um, we start here in our Hispanic heritage from, you know, Mexico, uh, we use a corn husk and masa. And you say, what is masa? Well, it's cornmeal. Back in the day, uh, they would grind it, of course, on a stone rock, soak it. Um, and then after they soaked it and cooked it, and they would add a little lime for a preservative, or it, back in the Aztec days, they would add some of their ashes from the fire that they were cooking. And so they would make a basically a corn dough, and that, which you would spread on top of the shuck, and then whatever you had handy, you put inside and rolled it and cooked it, and you could keep it. So it wouldn't go bad. So it was really a very good traveling meal. Like I mentioned, MREs. Uh, and what were the filling, you may ask? Well, if you had a good hunt, you had some meat. Absolutely. But what if you didn't have meat? What if you just had, you know, some some pintos, some beans? So some of the first Aztec tamales uh, were with bean tamales. And then there were other things, you know, they would put fruit in them. They would put uh, even to this day, there's a place, I believe, in Mexico City that you can actually have choices of even like grasshoppers. Um, yeah, grasshoppers. So they would put whatever they had handy as a filling. Of course, they would season it with whatever seasons they had so that the mal has come a long way. And that is a traditional Hispanic food that spans all of us, you know, even the Cubanos. Like I said, the Venezuelans, the Colombians, um, they like to use plantain leaves. So they kind of, you know, used what they had. So that was a very natural way to feed themselves and, and you know, get nutrients. Uh, and also there was no lard. So back then um, there was nothing like we have in the tamal today. A lot of people do use lard when they do make the tamal. Myself, sometimes I'll do what I call, you know, a mixta mixta, um, a mixture. Sometimes I'll use some uh, of the lard, and then a lot of times I'll just use olive oil, uh, like I said, to try to really maintain that reducitarian lifestyle. So that's what I wanted to stop by and talk with you guys about today was, you know, the tamal and how how long it has been with us, uh, and it's still strong today. People all over the world eat tamales. 
at Christmas time, you may have heard of that. You may have heard of, some of you may have heard of the day, uh, the Feast of the King, which is February 2nd. Um, and people will traditionally uh, have the, the Jesus cake, they call it the King cake. And whoever, you know, whatever slice you get, and there's the baby Jesus in it, then you're responsible for all the tamales feeding everybody in your neighborhood that participated. But also here in Texas and across the United States, in the southern part of the United States, I'll say like California, New Mexico, Arizona, uh, and Texas, our big tradition, our tamale time is really uh, in December. And also we do it for New Year's Eve as well to wish you luck because you know there's 12 in a dozen, right? And there's 12 months in a year. So supposedly, if you eat a dozen uh, tamales every month, you'll have good luck. And there's many different traditions. Like in California, they'll add olives and raisins. Here in Texas, we don't really do that. Our big tamale that we like to buy and consume really is the pork tamale. That seems to be the most uh, favorite uh, of us big meat eaters here and also beef tamales. And then chicken tamales. And then we do have some, you know, vegan people and we do do some vegan tamales. But when I had my business, I really, I tried to do that, but it just wasn't in the cards for me. I wasn't really good at making, um, you know, true vegan tamales because you do have to have a little bit of oil. So I I do have a good vegetarian tamale that I make. So with black beans. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to stop by and remind you that tomorrow is the end of Hispanic Heritage Month whatever country you're in. I hope you're enjoying uh, some of our culture with our music, our food, our family, our faith. Those are the most important things uh, in the Hispanic community, especially family and food and eating together. That's one of the ways that we celebrate uh, our love for one another. So I hope you've enjoyed this. If you need any information or want questions on how to make a tamale, send me a question. I can talk about that next week in the podcast. Okay, guys, I hope y'all are staying earthy and we'll see you next week. Bye. The Earthy Girls are here to inform, encourage, and inspire you to take that one small step for our planet. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. If you love it, download it and share it with a friend. And leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And y'all stay earthy.